0: Welcome to the podcast for Gateway Baptist Church. You're listening to a message from our city campus. Find us at gatewaybaptist.com.au if you'd like to connect with us as we seek to change lives by following Jesus in our community, our nation, and our world.
1: Good morning, everybody. It's so good to have you here. I love that everyone's like catching up because they've been from different services and now they get to see each other. It's like one big happy family all over again. How good. Um, Well, my name is Hannah, like Megan said, I'm the kids and youth pastor here if you don't know me and it's my privilege this morning to share the word with you and I I really believe this morning, I truly believe with my whole entire heart that this morning I have nothing new to say to you, but I hope and pray and it's been my prayer all week and for the last couple of weeks as I've been unpacking what I truly believe God wants me to say that you will walk away feeling encouraged and inspired and challenged and that maybe there might be some changes that come and I'm just praying that for you this morning. I'm sorry if you wanted to hear something new but there's nothing new under the sun, right? So um, I wonder if maybe right now if you've had a busy week, you've had a busy month, Easter, completely through your rhythms, I don't know, maybe it's been a real challenging time of your life. If you're in that position right now, and for all of us, I want us to take a really big, deep breath at the start of this, because I haven't been nervous until I've stood on this stage right now, but that's because I reckon God wants to say something. I reckon that, my words are null and void. Oh, I know that my words are null and void compared to what he wants to breathe life into you, compared to the whisper that he wants to speak to you about how he wants to live us to live our lives and in relationship with him. So why don't you take a big, deep breath with me this morning? And open your ears, open your hearts, open your mind to what God might be wanting to say to us. And you might not know Jesus. You might have never heard of him. You might be here just because someone has invited you and you're like, I wanna find out a little bit more about this guy called Jesus. And this morning, I hope you hear that he wants to be in relationship with you. He wants you to be close to him. He wants you to do life with him and all of life with him. Maybe you've been walking this journey for a really long time and the honeymoon phase is over, and now you're getting into the nit, nitty gritty. It might be just go through the motions kind of relationship with Jesus, but He wants you to step closer to Him this morning. He wants you to start making Him a part of your everyday. Or maybe you have been doing this journey for a really long time and you are so in love with Him, you are on fire for Him, you want to serve and please Him but he is calling you to step outside your comfort zone to invite more people in to that relationship. And so I hope that it inspires this whole room. It's not just for the people who have been traveling this journey for a long time or if you've just started. I hope it inspires all of you. So will you pray with me this morning? Lord Jesus, I really gift this message to you. Lord, I ask that it would be none of me but all of you and that it would be your words, not mine. And I would simply be breathing the life that you have to instill in all of our hearts. And I know as I unpacked this message, I desperately needed to hear that you wanted to be close to me. You wanted me to be close to you. And it has inspired me, but I'm still on that journey. And so I hope that this message will inspire all of us. And just Lord, I put all my notes aside. I asked that it would just be your words breathing into us this morning so we would walk out with more life and love of who you are and how much you love us. In your name we pray. Amen. Well, this morning my message is called Get Dusty, Stay Dusty. And I'm going to unpack what that means because it's a bit... Dusty, um, Matthew four eighteen to twenty two. Um, if you have your Bibles, why don't you open them up? We're going to read from Matthew four eighteen to twenty two. It says, as Jesus was walking beside the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon called Peter, and his brother Andrew. They were casting a net into the lake, for they were fishermen. Come follow me, Jesus said, and I will send you out to fish for people. At once they left their nets and followed him. Going on from there, he saw two brothers, James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John. They were in a boat with their father Zebedee, preparing their nets. Jesus called them and immediately they left the boat and their father and followed him now this wasn't an uncommon practice for people to ask other people to come follow them in this time it was called rabbis and disciples and so Jesus was calling these men to come and be his disciples and I have done a little bit of research into what that meant during the week and during the last couple of weeks. And so from the age of five, a Jewish boy would be called into a synagogue and asked to start learning Hebrew and would start memorizing the first five books of the Bible, the Torah. And now that includes Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, all the ones that, all the genealogies that we skip over when we read over it. That includes the laws and all the dimensions of the tabernacle, which I frequently um, skip over. But can you imagine how long it must have taken to memorize the first five books of the Bible? Can you imagine that? Like It would have taken forever, but they were called into the synagogue, they were asked to memorize it, and then it would get to their bar mitzvah at age 13, and by then they would have memorized more of the Old Testament, more of the scriptures that God had given to the people back then, and to us now. Um, But then at their bar mitzvah, at their 13th birthday, if they were doing really well, like they were top quality students, maybe they were from royalty or maybe they'd just invested their whole entire time into the scriptures, they were asked to continue studying with the rabbis. And at this point, they had a decision to make. They were going to ask a rabbi if they could follow them, or a rabbi was going to come to them and say, will you follow me? This is a really big decision, because not only were they going to sit with the rabbis, unpack scripture, really wrestle with it, and investigate how they were going to apply scripture to their everyday, they were actually going to follow this rabbi in everything. There was full transparency. A disciple would follow closely behind their rabbi to decide Try and discern how they were meant to align scripture with their everyday. They wanted to emulate the rabbi in every way, and that included imitating how they ate. That included following their likes, dislikes, their mannerisms, their prejudices, and their preferences. And I this may be too much information for you this morning, but I read this week that there was one disciple of a rabbi who actually went into the room of the disciple, a rabbi, and hid. Um, as they were loving their wife, so they could also love their wife as their rabbi. Too much information, but you get the point. They would do everything they could to imitate their rabbi. And this is the reason why I've called this sermon Get Dusty, Stay Dusty, because back then they didn't have paved roads or they didn't have nice bitumen paths for us to walk Uh, for them to walk on. They were walking on dusty roads and as they followed closely behind their rabbi, the dust of the sandals of the rabbi would kick up and they would be covered in dust. And as they followed them more and more, the more dust that was over them sometimes I imagine, I can't tell you for sure, but I imagine they would finish a big day of walking closely behind their rabbi and they would just be so covered that you couldn't tell who was who. It was like so covered in dust, but... I love that Jesus in this moment has called some people to come follow him. He is the rabbi. He's called some disciples to follow him. And in this point in time, they were not highly educated. They were fishermen and tax collected. They probably had forgotten the first five books of the Old Testament. They may not have learnt anymore. They may not have gone any further than their um, 13th birthday with the scriptures because they didn't have the best education or I don't know what happened, but they were not disciples at that point. But Jesus has called these people to come follow him and they were unqualified. They were unexperienced and they dropped everything to follow this Jesus guy. And I don't know whether you know this this morning, but God too has called us to come follow him. And to be honest when the disciples started following Jesus they were not only going to get kicked up with the dust behind him they were not only going to be covered in dust they were going to be covered in blood in sweat in tears and As they stayed close to Jesus, they saw that he was looked down upon, he was mocked, he was abused for what he had done, and ultimately he was beaten and bruised and hung on a cross for you and me so that we get to spend eternity with him. He did it for the sake of the world, for the sake of all the people he loved, for the sake of you and me. And I think it's incredible that he's called us to also come follow him. But not only are we called to to follow him, we're called to invite other people to also become dusty with us too, to make more disciples. So in Matthew 28, verse 18 to 20, then Jesus came to them and said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore go make disciples in all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end. Of the age. So, my question for you this morning is Are you dusty from following Jesus? Because if you're not, in this moment, I truly want to call you into action. A challenge for every one of us, including myself, especially myself, are you dusty from accepting the call of Jesus to come follow him? And I I think it's so cool because if you're dusty, then other people can see that, right? They knew when the disciples were disciples because they were covered in the dust because they were walking so closely behind Jesus. Are other people seeing the dust that you are covered in because of how closely you are following Jesus? When I was trying to think and unpack this message, I wanted to not just say, All right, guys, you know how you do this. You know how you stay dusty. You got to read your Bible and you got to pray. Good. Awesome. See you later. Have a great day. No, I wanted to get practical. So this morning, I want to get practical. But first, have you ever received a call where you've dropped everything and went? Are there any dads in the room this morning? There's a few dads in the room. What did it feel like to get a call from your wife when she was pregnant and you knew everything in your life was about to change and you had to drop everything to go and see her? Was that a scary thought? I don't know what it's like, so I can't tell you. Um, but has anyone had a call from a job that you have really, really wanted and you're at work and you're like, ha, see you! I'm going, I'm going to this job, bye, um, and you just left? Has anyone been called over the loudspeaker in an airport and your name is called and you're like, oh no, I have to get to this door immediately. You just run. Sally and I did that a couple weeks ago. And has anyone been called when there's not much time left, when you haven't got much time left and you know someone and your nearest or dearest is about to move on and you might not get a chance to say bye? What would it take for a call to be so significant that you drop everything and go? You quit your job. You say goodbye to your family. No plan, no money, just the call. When Jesus called his disciples, that's exactly what they did. They dropped everything. And the fact that we now have the Holy Spirit is amazing. The Holy Spirit is with us always. Jesus has become accessible to us at all times. So we don't necessarily have to drop the physical but we have to stay true in following Jesus in everything we do. Things do need to change when we say yes to Jesus. He becomes a part of our everyday. And so like I said, we're getting practical. So I have some incredible people who I love so much who have inspired me in the way that they are following Jesus, in the way they are staying dusty, in the way that God has just gripped their hearts to be able to walk in life and be covered in dust. And I personally love testimony. So as we're talking about the calling of Jesus, saying "Come, follow me," I want to hear how God has gripped their hearts too. So my first person that I'm asking to come join me this morning is a incredible woman of God who practically runs the church. Um, and she has four kids. She's married to our pastor Andrew, and is a very busy woman, but has incredibly inspired me to live a life that is so close to Jesus in in a very very busy world. So will you welcome up Megan for me this morning? Thank you, Hannah. No a pleasure. Okay, my first question for you is why did you choose to follow Jesus? What gripped your heart in the call that he made to you to come follow him?
2: Yeah, so um, I'll keep it as brief and short as I yeah. can. <laughs> um, but I was fortunate to grow up in a Christian home. Um, my Both my parents are Christians. Um, and so they saw the value in taking us, um, I'm one of four kids as well, taking us kids to church every Sunday. And so I think... Um, the values that they instilled in us, the morals that they instilled in us, really allowed, just catapulted me um, and just allowed me, um, as I grew up, to just really follow those. I saw the importance of prayer. Um, I watched their lives. I saw the importance um, of spending time in the Bible and reading that. Um, And I left home at a fairly young age and moved overseas. And without my relationship with God um, and having that moral compass in which to walk by and follow, I would have been really lost, um, on my own. So God has been, um, he has been my support. He has been, uh, there for me when I've been lonely. He has provided when I've been in need. Um, he has loved me. Um, and so I just want to say Jesus has gripped my heart because of what he did for me, um, on Good Friday on the cross. Um, for dying for me, for loving me when I was unlovable, for being faithful to me when I was unfaithful, um, for not um, being as focused and um, really spending the time um, and cultivating my relationship with him. He's welcomed me back with open arms. um, And so I'm just, I'm thankful for Jesus and just the way that he has guided me in life um, and continues.
1: That's amazing. Um, And also... So I wanted to get practical today, and I know that your household is very busy with four young kids and a senior pastor and all that sort of stuff. How do you stay dusty? How do you make Jesus a part of your everyday? Yeah,
2: that's a great question. Um, it's looked different in different stages of life, and so what it looks like now. Um, I'm so thankful for morning prayer. We, uh, you've heard me talk about it before. We pray from Monday to Friday, um, seven till seven thirty, and I am thankful for that because there is an accountability where um, it encourages me to get up and actually start my day with God. Um, I would love to say that I wake up before everybody else does in our house when it's still dark and I am praying, um, but I'm not that sanctified. Um, When I get there, I'm sure I'll be almost in heaven. Um, But I start with morning prayer, um, and that is just such a great way where it just refocuses my mind and um, my priorities on what God has for me um, that day. And then I've found that if you don't prioritize things, they don't happen. Um, and uh, we were with some friends this week just talking about disciplines and how good it is to actually have disciplines, and when you find discipline in certain areas of your life, how that actually trickles into you other disciplines in the rest of your life. And so um, I, every day for a certain amount of time, it could be uh, shorter than others depending on what's going on in uh, my day, I sit down with my Bible, I sit down with my devotional, I sit down with my journal, and I read and I pray um, and I need to do that because that is what gets me through the day and then I go into my room I've taken Matthew 6 a bit literal when Jesus tells his disciples to go into the a room and shut the door and pray I don't know if that's figuratively or literal or not I take it literal because if I don't go in and shut the door someone distracts me or someone comes in and interrupts me <laughs> and I go in and I pray um and so um That's, yeah, that's just a bit of what I do. Um, I also spend time praying as I walk the kids to school, praying for our kids, uh, for our friends, for our church. Um, But, yeah, that's, I guess, a little bit of me in a nutshell. Can we
1: give her a massive round of applause? Thank you, Megan. Oh, yeah, thank you. The next person um, I want to ask to come join me up on stage is someone that has forever inspired me, literally. Um, He has... Shown me an thanks, Caleb. Um, he has shown me an incredible example of what it's like to um, love your family wholeheartedly in everything you do. He runs a international, I would say, company. Um, that people from all over the world, he's gone to Korea for an hour-long meeting, that's how amazing he is, Um, but he also runs an organization in Bangladesh that helps people know who Jesus is and gives them an income, loves them, supports them, but he's also supported me through everything, through my whole entire life, Um, and that it's my privilege to welcome my dad to the stage. Will you give him a clap? Sure, we can I'm stand a up. Up-y <laughs> kind guy. Hi, folks. Um, so, Dad, what gripped your heart about Jesus to start your journey of getting dusty?
0: Yeah, thanks, thanks, Hannah. Um, well, I didn't grow up in a Christian family. Um, my father bailed out when I was eight years old and left my mother, an unemployed mother, in the seventies, and myself and my sister to survive. Our mum turned to alcohol unfortunately, as a coping strategy, and I started searching, and I searched for an, a number of years, and in, the, in my teenage years and later teenage years at university at QUT here, I turned to the New Age movement, and I started looking in some of the New Age philosophies, went to a course at, in the valley called um, The Centre Within, and a lot of the things there made sense, but there was something missing and then a few years later, in uh, December 1990, my mate from school um, invited me to Christmas carols at Gateway and I saw this amazing group of young people my age who were on fire for this guy called Jesus. And I started coming along and dug a bit deeper and all of those gaps, all of those things that were missing sort of fit into place. And, but some of the things that were working from this uh, other teaching I was given... I, I discovered they were actually stolen from the Bible. So things came together and I jumped in and and uh, it's been a great ride. It's been awesome. It is awesome.
1: <laughs> um, and you are a very, very busy man also. I see you work so hard to not only love and support our family but to love and support people in Bangladesh and all over the world who are saying, Roger, we need you to fix this for us. Um, how do you stay dusty in part of your everyday?
0: Yeah, it's it's a lot easier to stay dusty in Bangladesh than it is here <laughs> in Australia. That <laughs> is <Literally>, very true. <laughs> literally and figuratively. Um, but... Different from Megan, I don't. I haven't got that discipline of journaling and 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 really deep diving into reading the Bible and studying the Bible on a daily basis. I just don't. <laughs> so what do, what do I do? What do I dif- do differently? I try to stay really close to Him. I try to stay really close to Jesus. He He will never leave us or forsake us. He will leave. He will be with us till the very end of the age. And I try to be so close to the Holy Spirit every day in every way, that uh, it's, it's easy to connect with him. It's hard to connect with him often in Australia because of all of our distractions and I've got a business and I've got staff and all this stuff going on. In Bangladesh, oh my gosh, if you're not close to the Holy Spirit, you don't survive. You you, you step out onto the road and you've got to have the Holy Spirit with you to to survive. You're communicating cross-culturally. You're communicating with these amazing people to try to care for them and love with them. You're sitting in a a village, um, a very remote village that probably hasn't had foreigners there at all. And you're dependent, absolutely dependent on the Holy Spirit. I used to ask my colleagues over there when I'd, when I'd talk to the people in the village, I'd tell hey, you, did I go okay, did I go okay? <laughs> and a, a, a very good friend once said to me, he said, Brother Roger, uh, they call me Roger by Brother Roger, They said, Brother Roger, when the missionaries come, and I thought, oh, he called me a missionary, oh, amazing, um, when the missionaries come, they always say the right thing. Um, Jesus, the Holy Spirit, will never leave us or forsake us. He always gives us the words to say as we step out in faith. And even in Australia, as we, as we step out in faith and I can't sleep at night and I'm stressing and I'm anxious, I step out in faith and trust the Holy Spirit to, to, to help me. Um, my other, one of my other daughters, Meg, gave me this as a Christmas present a few years ago. and I'm Sorry, I've got to take my glasses off to read it. Um, and, it and it really sums things up well, the way I want my life to be. I don't want my life to be explainable without the Holy Spirit. I want people to look at my life and know that I couldn't be doing this on my own power. I want to live in such a way that I'm desperate for him to come through, that if he doesn't come through, I'm I'm up um, in a bad place, <laughs> in a very bad place. Um, and that was from Francis Chan. And I, whether it's in a village in Bangladesh or jumping on a plane or not being able to sleep at night or getting up in the morning, I've got to be, uh, a, a, and focus on what I've got to do, I've got to be absolutely dependent on the Holy Spirit. And I do that through, I'm, I'm looking into some... Um, some meditation and deep prayer practices at the moment and trying, because I'm, a, I'm an industrial chemist, I'm a scientist, I see things very rationally, but I want to look at the other side of going deeper with God through, through, prayer, through prayer and meditation. I get up in the morning and say, my gosh, amazing thing happened this morning, and it happened this morning again. The sun came up. What an absolute <laughs> miracle. What an amazing thing that happened. I look for God in the small, small things and try to acknowledge him and and give thanks to him in, in even the tiny, tiny little things that happen every day um, and trust him in everything that we do.
1: That's amazing. Can we give him a round of applause? Thank you. Well, I didn't tell them to say any of that. That was of their own accord. But sometimes life gets dusty life gets tricky and it we need to get dusty we need to stay in the dust we can't just let the distractions pull us further and further away that we're not actually getting the dust that's kicked up but behind our saviour. So seriously, some of my tips that I've been given that over the years that some I have adopted that has worked really well, but some hasn't, pray when you're watering your plants. How often do we water our plants? We need to pray. Tie. Pray when we're, not often, we need to work on that. Um, <laughs> Pray when you're tying your shoelaces in the morning. Pray when you're driving to work. Pray when you're brushing your teeth. Hopefully you are doing that often. Every every time I see a butterfly, I know this, I'm blonde and it makes me look more blonde. I go, oh, butterfly, Lord, thank you for your creation. Just like when the sun comes up and circs can attest to that when we have our meetings. When we are reading the Bible, maybe you struggle with reading the Bible so we can listen to podcasts and we can actually have the Bible read to us, which is awesome, on our drive to and from work. There's a Bible app you can get where you can do plans with other people and stay accountable. And then at the end of each day, type what God is doing in your heart or just ask each other questions as you unpack it. Maybe you need to bookend your day with a podcast in the morning and reading your Bible before bed. So if you miss the podcast, you've got the Bible before bed. Or if you miss the bed, you've got the um, podcast in the morning. But there are so many things. Hopefully you don't miss the bed. Um, But to say it plainly, Jesus doesn't want half of you or only the parts that you're willing to give to him. He is called all all of you to come follow him. He's called you in work, in family, in church, in your hobbies, in pain, in suffering, in heartache. And I want to put this idea out there today. He hasn't Maybe one day if he does ask you to drop everything and do something completely different, completely out of your comfort zone, if you truly have a deep, beautiful, holistic relationship with him, how much easier will it be to follow him if you know who you are following, we truly need to know who we are following. As a child, you have no idea where you're going. So you trust that your parents do know where they're going. We trust that they will guide us and lead us wherever we go. Children just wouldn't know how to get there otherwise. So should our Father in heaven be any different by doing everyday moments, everyday things with our Father, we get to truly know him and trust him and rely on him that the Holy Spirit is guiding us wherever we go. And when we know him, it's so much easier to follow him. When we do this, the Holy Spirit and the Bible will humbly shape us. It will fill our hearts with joy and peace because He just loves gifting that to us. And now I'm going to take this analogy one step further. We can be dirty on the outside and dusty from living a life filled with joy and to the full and from following in our Father's footsteps so closely, but we desperately need to guard our hearts and minds and stay clean on the inside. In James 1, verse 19 to 24, it says, "'My brothers and sisters, take note of this. "'Everyone should be quick to listen, "'slow to speak, and slow to become angry, "'because human anger does not produce "'the righteousness that God desires. "'Therefore, get rid of all moral filth "'and the evil that is so prevalent, "'and humbly accept the word planted in you, "'which can save you. "'Do not merely listen to the word, "'and so deceive yourself. "'Do what it says.'" Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like someone who looks at their face in the mirror and after looking at himself goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. If we don't make him a part of our everyday, if we don't stay close to him, it's so easy to get stuck in the busyness, to miss the opportunities he's providing for you to love someone at work who is really frustrating you, to not get angry with your family when you are tired or they're not pulling their weight. To resist the alcohol that, at, that you use to escape your day or to stop clicking on the porn that comes up, up on your screen. Can I say from experience that it's so easy to get desensitized and make excuses for something not being bad, including busyness. But the more you walk behind Jesus, the more you stay close to him, the easier it is to hear the Holy Spirit that says, don't watch that. Think before you speak, before you get angry. You need to calm down right now. So as we get dusty, we need to stay dusty. And when we take this opportunity, we get get the opportunity to invite others into that journey. Eugene Peterson, the guy who wrote the message version of the Bible says, Christian discipleship is a decision to walk in his way steadily and firmly. And then finding that way integrates in all of our interests, in our passions and gifts, our human needs and eternal aspirations. It is the way of life that we were created for. This journey with Jesus is not for Sunday mornings or just during life group during the week or the prayer we say before we go to sleep. It's every moment of every day. I had a wedding yesterday and it was a gorgeous, beautiful day. And so I'm gonna use this example even though it might not be the case for everyone or you might not know what that's like. But for those who have been on their honeymoon... I have no idea what it's like, obviously. But I imagine if you never lived with someone before and you are so desperately in love with them, you cannot wait for your honeymoon where you get to spend every moment of every day with them. It's such a special time where you get to show how much you love them. And this is how God feels about his bridegroom. About us. He wants us to be close to us, for us to never leave us. I I had a friend who just got married um, before COVID last year, and I was talking to her about how's your marriage going and everything. She's like, I just love following him around the house and just talking to him all the time. And I was like, okay, that's weird. Um, but but it's kind of what God wants us to do with him. He wants us to follow him around in every moment. And I have, God gave me this word this morning that we need to stop running away from him and from him chasing us to us following him. I know it's a crazy thought, but we need to be the ones following him, not him chasing us. And your honeymoon phase with Jesus might have ended. Honeymoon is great when you first meet Jesus and you're like, I'm alive. Everyone come to church. Like this is such an amazing feeling. I love this. But then life starts hitting the road. It gets messy and complicated. But God has said from the beginning of time and then when he died on the cross for us that he is in this life with us for better or for worse, in sickness and in health, in the good, the bad and the ugly, and he is always here for us. Yes, he will chase you if you want, if that's what's happening, but we need to be the ones to swap places and start following after him. And I have to close this morning three different people I want to pray for. As The first group is maybe you've never felt the love of your father or it's time to stop running. It's time for you to stop running away from him and start getting dusty because you're following Jesus. Maybe you've never said yes to him. Maybe you've never been like, I'm all in, I'm yours, Jesus. Maybe you've kept your distance and you've kept precautions because you've felt the dirt and the yuck on the inside and haven't felt like you could step close to him. But today he finally wants to say, not finally, he has always wants to say, but today he wants to say to you, if you start following after me or if we stop this chase where you're running away and I'm trying to pursue, I will still pursue you if you don't say yes. But today, instead of getting a wrap around the head because you stop running and he's like, finally, I'm so exhausted from chasing after you. He wants to embrace you. He wants to love you. He wants you to feel that warmth of his hug that you are finally coming home for the first time. Maybe it's your time to start this dusty journey. Or maybe, group two, maybe you've been following Jesus for a long time. The honeymoon phase is definitely over, but you've been listening and realizing that you're clean on the outside, or you're clean on the outside because of the dirt in the inside. And God wants to say that on the cross, he took all that away. All you gotta do is say, I'm sorry. And it will be clean and white as new. And it's your time to now start following him closely. Maybe you get to fall in love with him all over again and begin that honeymoon phase all over again. Maybe God's gripping your heart this morning to start that journey with him and walking closely with him or maybe third group maybe you love Jesus with your whole entire heart you feel close to him you feel like you're doing this journey so well with him and you just feel that relationship so closely and you're so stoked with where you are with Jesus and you you look dusty you you look dusty maybe that's you but now he's asking you to call other people to join the dusty journey with you. He wants to give you a fresh sense of courage and excitement to call people back to church, to call people into your home to start unpacking the good news of Jesus. Maybe he wants you to start stepping into the great commission that he has called all of us to do. If you're one of those people I hope that your heart is beating right now or your head is going, yes, that's me. We know it's time to start getting dusty together. Maybe you're a married couple and you need to start getting dusty together and doing ministry together or loving people together. To be honest with you, I stand in both the second and the third group. I want to be covered in his dust. I want it from head to toe. I want it up my nose, in my ears, under my fingernails. I want it everywhere. I want to be so dusty that people cannot recognise who I am. They only see who Jesus is. And so if I'm the only one standing this morning, I am humbly going to come before you and desperately ask you to pray for me. If I am the only one to stand this morning, but if that's you too, I invite you to stand Right now, I invite you to stand with me right now. If I am the only one, great. Please extend a hand to me this morning. But if that's you right now, I want you to stand. If you have never felt the warmth of Jesus and you so desperately want to be close to Him, if you are walking the journey and you need that fresh revelation, that almost honeymoon for the second time. You're reigniting your vows to Him. I don't know. Or maybe you've been doing this journey for a really long time and you need courage to step outside of your comfort zone and ask other people to come with you on the journey to get dusty. If that's you this morning, will you stand? We as a church family want to stand with you and want to pray with you and love you and show you that you're not on this dusty journey alone. We want to be dusty with almost our features indistinguishable because they see Jesus in us and it just emulates from us. So if that's you this morning, one more time, I just ask if you'll stand with me on this very dusty, sometimes bloody, sometimes messy, sometimes super dirty journey with me. If that's you this morning, will you stand? And if you are around these people and love Jesus and know that this journey is a tricky one will you stand with them will you we need to be covid safe but will you stand with them or extend a hands to them and say we are supporting you we are with you we are on this dusty road together we want to be there to help you on this journey will you extend your hand to the people around you if you see them and i'm going to pray for all of us Lord Jesus, me included, but all of these people, we stand with each other today, recognizing that this journey is not easy, that life gets busy, that we live in a world where distractions come at every way and often the enemy is just trying to take help to make us take steps back away from being so close to you that we don't get covered in your dust. It's more like a fine mist. But this morning, we pray that your dust would flick into our faces that we would be covered in your dust so much so that again we would start this journey of being so close to you that you show us where we need to walk you show us who we need to call into this dusty journey lord for those people who have never had this relationship with you before who've never even stepped close and have been running away from you and you've been chasing them this whole time lord i pray that they would stop and feel your embrace this morning Lord, you want to wrap them up. You want to show them how much you love them. You want to hold them close that they feel the warmth of your embrace. And Lord, I pray that as a community, we would stand with all of these guys as they start their dusty journey with us to start following you in everything that you have for us. Lord, for all the people who have kind of slinked back, who might feel dirty on the inside, Lord, we say we are sorry. We ask that you would come into our hearts. You would clean us. We thank you for your cross, that it is so good, that it wiped away all of our sin. It wiped away all of our dirt, our muck. And we ask that this morning as we walk out these doors, we would begin this new journey of stepping closer and closer to you and start being covered in your dust from head to toe. And Lord, we pray for extra courage for everyone in this room as they fulfill the Great Commission and go out and make disciples of all nations being baptized in your name, but filled with the Spirit, filled with your Spirit that it's seen and heard and noticed by everyone around us that we are covered in your dust. We are covered in you and they just see you through us. Lord, I thank you for all of these people who so boldly stood up. But I just pray for all of us right now that we would all continue to be dusty on this journey with you, Lord. We love you so much. We thank you for who you are. We thank you for being our leader. We thank you for being our dad that we can step behind and trust that you are going to show us where to go and what to do. In your name we pray, amen.
0: We hope you've been blessed by this message. We are a growing family and we'd love to see you at one of our Sunday services because everyone who comes through our doors is welcome. You can find out more about our community and locations at gatewaybaptist.com.au.